Welcome to Travis Pepper Mentoring a Moron, the show where we take on your recommendations and challenges and sprinkle them with some of our well-known charm. This week, we review the Wim Hof Method, Predestination, and catch up on our Do Something Every Day That Scares You challenge. But first, we've decided to set ourselves a little challenge for 2021. You see, Luke had quite an interesting idea in season two. Um, so let's just quickly listen back um, at what that was. You know, you were saying you like it when they go on a journey. I think that's where Kim Jong-un comes in. Mr. Tickle and Kim Jong-un could go on a journey and they could start at the journey and not like each other. And as the journey progresses, Mr. Kim Jong-un gets tickled by Mr. Tickle. Mr. Kim Jong-un. Mr. Kim Jong-un. The worst Mr. Man book ever. Mr. Kim Jong-un. Mr. Kim Jong-un. I think it would start with Mr. Kim Jong-un can't be tickled. And it's their journey to tickle him. Journey to tickle him. And Mr. Tickle keeps, you know, he might start when Mr. Kim Jong-un's having a wee at the urinals, he tries to tickle him. And Mr. Kim Jong-un's like, it's not appropriate, Mr. Tickle. And he says, sorry, Mr. Kim Jong-un. And as they go down, you know, like they, they're, they're on there in a car and they go into a drive-thru and he gets a milkshake from McDonald's and Mr. Tickle tickles Mr. Kim Jong-un and it goes all over Mr. Kim Jong-un. And Mr. Kim Jong-un says, Mr. Tickle, now's not the appropriate time to tickle me. And then at the end of the story, he tickles him in an, in an appropriate time. <laughs> so maybe maybe they can go to a comedy show together and Mr. Kim Jong-un isn't laughing. So Mr. Tickle tickles Mr. Kim Jong-un and Mr. Kim Jong-un says, that was the perfect time to tickle me, Mr. Tickle. Oh and my then God. Everyone talk, everybody's talking about <laughs> This is all on the spot. This is your greatest moment. Of this entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh god! The journey, the journey story between Mr. Kim Jong Un and Mr. Tickle. I think we um, need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> that was wonderful. Mr. Kim Jong-un. It's a, uh, okay. I can't wait to hear your version of Mr. Tickle and Mr. Kim Jong Un. Mr. Tickle featuring Mr. Kim Jong Un in. The Journey to the White House Written by Luke Pitkin Narrated by Travis Pepper Mr. Kim Jong-un lives in a house on the other side of South Korea. Mr. Kim Jong-un loves nuclear weapons. He collects them in his little house. One day, Mr. Kim Jong-un was looking at his phone when he saw a tweet from Mr. Donald Trump inviting him to the White House to play with his nuclear weapons. Mr. Kim Jong-un told his assistant Francois that he needed a driver to take him to the White House to visit Mr. Donald Trump. Francois did several rounds of interviews and found Mr. Kim Jong-un a very suitable driver. His name was Mr. Tickle. Mr. Kim Jong-un was concerned about Mr. Tickle. He thought he looked like a sociopath, but Mr. Kim Jong-un trusted that Francois had hired the right man for the job. As it was a long journey to the White House, Mr. Kim Jong-un suggested that they have a wee before setting off. While Mr. Kim Jong-un was at the urinal, Mr. Tickle quietly snuck up behind him and tickled him under the armpits. Mr. Kim Jong-un jumped and urine went everywhere. That's not appropriate, Mr. Tickle, shouted Mr. Kim Jong-un. Now I have to change my trousers, 
so Mr. Kim Jong-un quickly changed his trousers, and they hit the road. On the way, Mr. Kim Jong-un asked Mr. Tickle to pull over, so he could grab a banana milkshake from McDonald's. As he got back into the car, Mr. Tickle snuck one arm behind Mr. Kim Jong-un and tickled him again. The milkshake went everywhere, covering Mr. Kim Jong-un, who screamed, Mr. Tickle, that's not appropriate. Now I'm covered in banana milkshake. After cleaning up at McDonald's, the Mr. Men got back on the road and soon arrived at the White House, where they were greeted by Mr. Donald Trump. Mr. Donald Trump decided to show Mr. Tickle and Mr. Kim Jong-un his bleach collection and explained how bleach can prevent you from catching COVID-19. As Mr. Kim Jong-un went to try the bleach, Mr. Tickle snuck up behind him once more and tickled him again. And bleach went everywhere. That's not appropriate, Mr. Tickle, screamed Mr. Kim Jong-un. Now with both of them in a bad mood, Mr. Donald Trump and Mr. Kim Jong-un started squabbling over who had the biggest nuclear weapon. Mr. Tickle snuck up behind them once more and started to tickle both Mr. Kim Jong-un and Mr. Donald Trump. They laughed uncontrollably for ten whole minutes. After that, they turned around to Mr. Tickle and said, What a perfect time for a tickle, Mr. Tickle. So, Mr. Kim Jong-un and Mr. Donald Trump put their differences aside and rode off into the sunset on their nuclear weapons, all thanks to our hero, Mr. Tickle. The End If you sometimes feel like a moron Don't worry, we've got one too Because we're not that clever But we make it all up With our can-do attitude So if you like a bit of banter With me and this old wanker We've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content And it won't make sense It's the Travis Pepper Show Fantastic New Thank York you, Mr. Tickle. Bestseller list. Here we come. Here we come. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Tickle, for saving uh, the day. I think that's got New York Times bestseller written all over it. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, just just imagine how that would have turned out if Mr. Tickle hadn't been there. You know, just what do you mean? How would that have turned out with uh, you know Mr. Kim well, Jong Un and he, Mr. Donald Trump he without Mr. Tickle? There. He w- he needed a driver. So he wouldn't yeah. have got to the White House. I'd like to have seen, I'd like to, like to have heard more about his interview with Francois. Mr. What is it that if, made Mr. Tickle the most qualified person for the job? Well, if you're right, think about this logically. If you're hiring for a driver and mm-hmm. some bloke walks in who's got arms that are eight feet, you first of all going to be like, that's never going to work, is it? Really? <laughs> how, how far back does Mr. Tickle's seat have to be for his yeah. arms to be like? Because also he doesn't have extra long legs, just extra long arms. So he's going to struggle oh, with Christ. the pedals either way. Yeah, maybe he wraps his, maybe he has both windows down. And the arms go out over the top of the car, back round in, and then hold the steering wheel. That's true. He'll be great uh, um, in a petrol station, Mr. Tickle. Maybe that's why. He doesn't have to leave the car to do the, uh, do the petrol. 
Yeah, he can literally pay at pump just with his without without the technology. Yeah. You're working in a service station and this hand just comes out of nowhere and just hands you the money for pump sixteen. Ne- nectar card. Here's the Queen's nectar card. Um okay. so yeah, I uh, I think it would have been a weird interview. Arms are an issue. Uh, I guess if Actually, just quickly, side note, we'll go back to the interview. Uh, what, what, what was the change in, what, what was the artistic uh, inspiration that led you to change the name of the assistant to Francois? Because I believe he was originally Steve. Um, well, because in our Christmas episode, you convinced yourself that I had a French assistant. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> Francois. So I, yeah, so, I, the- so I decided that uh, Francois should or Pierre, or whatever name he had at the time, should come back in some form of fashion. Okay, okay, so I see what you've done there. Um, so Francois interviewing Mr. Tickle um, <laughs> is one of his first questions going to be, what have you done since the Mr. Man book, do you reckon? Um, or, just, or, or would Francois recognise Mr. Tickle? Um, I don't know. Francois seems like a very... Um, worldly man so he must have heard of mr tickle in some form or fashion um i i personally don't know what mr tickle's career was like after um the his his endeavor his adventures in the mr mr men series so no n- that, maybe we need a sequel that the, is def that is definitely a netflix documentary waiting to happen mr tickle <laughs> life after the book <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I can imagine this is like a like an eighteen uh, documentary, and it's like all dark and rugged, and Mister Mister Tickle's like in prison or something, smoking Finally. on a crack pipe. Yeah, he's he, he's there. He's in, got in trouble, like I said, he would with his uh, with his tickling. And um, what's happened then is he's um, yeah, he's got to make his way back into society. Yeah, I could imagine that being really dark, really really quite. I'd watch it. Netflix will probably do it. There's a there's there's a, there's a there's a play on words there, isn't there? Like the the something like the not funny side to tickling. See where I'm going? Yeah, like, okay. Tickling's funny. Um, and what uh-huh. I'm trying to say is the Netflix series would be called something along the lines of, you know, the the trouble of tickling. No, something like don't fuck with ticklers. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> not, not not the dark side to tickling it's too star warsy i'm just i don't know but you know where i'm trying to go tickling usually makes you laugh and i'm trying to think of a word that is like not somber the somber side to tickling featuring mr tickle <laughs> or it could, it could be like tickling a document a documentary about the funny things or but it's actually it's really, not really funny, dark. is it? Because technically what's happened is Mr. Tickle's been branded as a pervert, got addicted to crack and been banged up. But mm. he's reformed now. It's like the Swedish... Maybe he went to a Swedish jail. Do you remember when you were talking about the Swedish jails, how they reform people? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe that is the middle thing. He gets banged up. He goes to jail. 
Mm-hmm, he serves mm-hmm. time, gets addicted to crack, <laughs> overcomes his addiction, and then he um, re-educates himself because he sees Boris Johnson's like big push. What did he do this year? Re-educate yourself or whatever. Retrain. So Mr. Tickle retrained. Are you saying Mr. Tickle has a Mr. Tickle has a career in cyber? He just doesn't know it yet. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> 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 That's exactly what I'm saying. Mr. Tickle. <laughs> oh, Mr. Tickle has a career as a chauffeur. He just doesn't know it yet. And then he then he requalifies as a chauffeur, meets Francois. I don't know what he's saying, Reddit. Francois puts an advert out on Reddit and then he, he, see, he sees the advert, goes to the interview and then bish bash bosh, next thing he's in the White House. Do you yeah. know what? What a story that would be if that was actually the case, from being in jail to ending up meeting Donald Trump at the White House. That would be a big turnaround. From rags to riches. Yeah, that's going up in the world, I guess. I could, or I could imagine him coming back as like a, a minimalist. <laughs> Mr. Tickle the minimalist. Well, he didn't, yeah. he didn't have much anyway, did he, apart from his little hat? Oh, yeah. He was quite minimalist to start with, wasn't he? No clothes he? either. That's why he's in jail. God damn it, Mr. Tickle. God damn it, Mr. Tickle. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of? Mr. T- it reminds me of one of those like uh, like child celebrities. Like Mr. Tickle got famous in the Mr. Men book when he was a child, like Macaulay Corkin <laughs> or something. And then when he grew up, like he couldn't deal with the fame, so turned to crack and paedophilia. Um, is that right? Paedophilia? Pervert? He's hanging around at schools? It felt wrong saying that. Of course it felt wrong saying that Mr. Tickle is a paedophile because that's not something that you want to happen. But, you know, wake up, people. definitely a sociopath. This stuff happens and we need to get Mr. Tickle the help he can get. So the burning question is, Mm -hmm. we've written the screenplay, we've recorded the audio book. Where do we take it now? I don't know. Maybe maybe we have a listener who knows what to do, who could who could instruct us on how to publish this uh, little book. Either that, or we're just going to go and Google it. So, yeah. <laughs> which if anybody is, out there does know, yeah, let us know. Um, if there's anybody out there that thinks we've got potential in kids' books and screenwriting, yeah. contact us at travispepperpodcast at gmail <laughs> Tumble, tumbleweed <laughs> slowly slowly rolls just sitting there looking at the inbox like any second any now any second now and it's any, like any second now penguins what is it penguin books is gonna penguin publishing just gonna just gonna jump uh, jump jump us on any second now we're gonna be the next big thing in uh well, I don't know parody parody kids books it seems to be a market but is there? What other? I was going to say, have we discovered a new market? I've never read a parody kids book. I've read, it was <laughs> uh, politically correct bedtime stories, which was very funny. Where it's like Little Red Riding Hood is just, I don't know, she's just there in the... Um, <laughs> in the forest and the wolf, uh, the wolf comes out and is like, oh, you shouldn't be here all along. And Red Riding Hood said... Did you just assume that I can't take care of myself? That is not uh, acceptable in today's society. I suggest you go away, Mr. Wolf. Ah, <laughs> Mr. Wolf was then arrested for um, saying the wrong thing. and I, it, they're, they're very good. I can't remember where I got that book from. I think I, think I just found it because I needed to read it, read a, do a small, small reading or something. Anyway, that's our challenge for this year. Yes. To get this book out there. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about challenges of this year. You braved the cold. This year there was a transformation. There was you stepped, stepped into the Lakers, Stuttgart's very own scrawny schnitzel slinger, and you emerged as a just a wet and coldest scrawny schnitzel yeah, slinger. Basically, really. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was what I was meant to do on Christmas Day. That was meant to be my okay. Um, it was bef- cool before I had to uh, to isolate. Yeah. So basically, uh, Nick Troutman um, was he gold medalist kayak. Uh, freestyle kayaker, um, entrepreneur, he, podcaster, entrepreneur. father of three. All, kind of an- <laughs> I don't know. All round cool guy. All round nice guy. Uh, yeah. He gave us the challenge to uh, do something every day that scares us, and yeah. um, I sh- we both struggled to think of things at the beginning, as as far as I'm aware, because we texted each other and kind of said, "I don't really know what to do." Like I messaged my friends, and they said. Um, like, you know, what, what do you need? It's like, oh, I need to do something that scares me. And they're like, go into the Corona ICU ward with no mask on. And I went, no, no, that's not the point. It's meant to be something that could be beneficial, but you're not doing it because you're scared. You know, what did right. he say? What did he say? He, the difference he, between he, fear and danger, fear and danger. That's the one. Yeah. So I was like, it's not danger. It can't be dangerous. It's just gotta be fear. So they asked me for an example and I went, wow, jumping off cliffs maybe into water for a bit of adrenaline and uh, maybe talking to some strangers to which they went, so things that you do already. So you understand why we're struggling here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But just because you do things doesn't mean you're not scared of them for one as well. So I did keep talking to strangers over this time in German, uh, which, which was... Which was interesting. I spoke to one person whilst waiting for a train in German. Uh, turns out they weren't German. So that kind of undermines the whole German practice there. Um, uh, it, it turns out, yeah, American. Um, you win yeah. some, you lose some. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. It was still scary for the initial bit because, you know, someone just waving at you <laughs> on the train. You went, you went with a wave, did you? No, I I, uh, I just asked them how they were doing. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where usually when you're not meant to be social, di- don't have to social distance, you're usually a bit closer and you can get a bit of eye contact. But if if you're having to sit like the distance apart, you're like, hello, hello over there. Yes, you, I'm talking to you. You can't tell, I've got the mask on. <laughs> you need to carry around two cans on a string. And then just chuck them one of the cans <laughs> and then talk into it. <laughs> Good attack, and now. then just and then just launch a can of beans across the uh, across the train. At them. <laughs> That'd be. <laughs> I want to do that now. I want to do that. But um, I, ra- I rang my friend and I said, "Hey, um, last time I was on the back of her motorbike for ten meters, I was pretty scared." So I was like, hey, can we uh, take me out on your motorbike? motorbike. Yeah. Um, But it turns out a lot of motorcyclists only insure their motorbike for like eight months a year because it's too cold for four months to actually enjoy it. Uh, So it was in the garage. But she said, how about I take you to uh, jump in a lake instead in the snow? And I went, she was like, how do you feel about that? I went, no, I'd rather not. And she went, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's why. Okay. Nice. 
So that was that was that was my thing. So thanks, Nick, for spicing up my new year already. Yeah. Yeah. So but you've I've, you've involved I've, yours. You've combined yours. Ah, right. Okay. See, look, here's confession time. Right. Uh-oh. So I'm gonna be brutally honest. And one of the things I thought that popped into my head straight away that I was like, it doesn't scare me, but I kind of want to do it. But I is this a, is this the thing that's a bit wanky? No, said. no, 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 no. So the thing that's a bit wanky, I've still not done. Still pushing that, Ooh, but I will get it done. Okay. Um. So, but I, I'm like, what, what scares me? Which I, I know this is supposed to be beneficial, but I've never kind of just grabbed myself by the knackers and thrown myself in there. Is the cold shower thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, cold showers. I was like, I'm going to do it. Going to do it. And every time I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, it's cold. I don't want to do it. And um, so I sat down and I thought, right, what can you do, Luke, to get over this? And I was like, Wim Hof. I knew of Wim Hof. So Mm -hmm. I was like, makes logical sense. I'm going to read his book. I'm going to be inspired by his book. And I'm going to do the thing that scares me. So I've been like psyching up for this since Nick said it. I was just like, because I can't deal with the cold shower thing. Okay. Um, So, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about the book in depth and we can talk about our experiences but me like spoilers i'm fucking sold on this dude i think he's like incredible <laughs> i'm like honestly i'm like blown away i've 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 been on amazon and ordered like wim hof posters so that i can put above my bed so that i can see him <laughs> <laughs> every night before um, you go to bed just like night, yeah night wim t- <laughs> go and get an ice cube and like draw a cross on his head. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Hop. (laughs) Um, But anyway, like we can go into it, as I say, like the nitty gritty, Um, but it has definitely made me jump in and start doing it. And Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for a period of time. Weirdly, obviously I imagine what what you did by actually getting in the lake was, uh, was more intense than, than what I did at the time. But I'd, literally just got out of a two minute cold shower when you text me that so that's why i sent you that naked selfie because i was like i've literally yeah. just done the, the same thing all right um, you, you didn't have spectators for yours though did you not that i'm aware of <laughs> not that I'm no, aware no of. one just sneaking a peek no i don't think anybody would want to um I, I, I'm not. I'm not a specimen of a man at the best of times. Let alone when I've just got out of a cold shower. I'm sure that people aren't going to be flocking, <laughs> flocking towards that. Um, so yeah, no. Uh, but that was on my list. The cold mm-hmm. shower thing was on my list of things that scare me. But this is where I'm going to take it a little bit further because it's all well and good doing it once. Mm-hmm. But I'm all about habits. And I'm like, for me, just jumping in a cold shower for two minutes once, yeah, it ticks a box for the podcast. But it's not <laughs> enough. It's not enough for me in the sense that, like, well, it, well, this is too. It, this is this has got two layers to it because a, it's it, it's not enough for me. But b, now I've read the book, I'm interested to go further. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I kind of felt like there's lots of things I can do. Um, but I kind of want to try and form some habits out of stuff that I've been potentially putting off. So take Nick's advice, do something that scares me, but turn that into a habit mm-hmm. rather than just being like, oh yeah, kind of a, you know, put my foot in a bit of cold water and then, and then belt it. Fair enough. 
well, bolted. It will be interesting to see, like you can talk, obviously talk about it a bit more and how you see it changing things, the, the Wim Hof method. Um, yes. But for people who don't know, Wim Hof, also yes, known as the Iceman, he's a Dutch extreme athlete. However, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah athlete. They've got, yeah, him, yeah. they've got him down. They've got him down as an extreme athlete, and he's done some pretty grueling physical challenges. Yeah. So he's noted for he, like he's known for being able to withstand. Uh, ridiculously low uh, temperatures. He has a couple of Guinness World Records for uh, longest. Uh, what is it? Barefoot so the, the, marathon. The one or? I know of the the one I know that there was a Guinness Book of Record was the longest time in direct contact with ice. So that's the one where they put him in the container and they filled the container with ice. Mm. So he was he was ultimately just stood in ice, mm-hmm. um, and I think he was in there for. Two just shy of two hours. One two hours. Oh god, hundred and hundred and twelve minutes. I've got it written down here. Oh god, makes your shower look pathetic, doesn't it? Oh, massively, mate. Yeah, yeah. makes me splashing a bit of cold water on my nads. Seem mm-hmm. like nothing. Um, yeah. So he ma- he made a book. So he's written a book. I think it was yeah him. Uh, so he's got the the Wim Hof method, which came out this year. Uh, before then he's done his like biographies and stuff and how he became known as the Iceman. But this book that you started reading to get you into the showers, um, this actually describes the method for people to start doing the Wim Hof. Sounds like a dance move, but you know, people will be able to do the the Wim Hof when they, um, read this book. And it's got story though, in it. It's one very, thing that yeah. I thought- it, it's one very thing I thought was quite good was the fact that it kind of followed his life a little bit as well. And you got to know a little bit of the backstory. Yeah. To be honest, that's actually the bit I paid attention to most. Like every time they described each of the techniques, I was, I was saying to myself, okay, cool. I'll try that. I'll try it some other time. I'll try it. Got other things to do for the podcast for now, but I'll try. Wish I'd started it earlier. And then I probably would have been mm. a bit more psyched for jumping in the lake. But, um, yes, I've, yeah, I've only, been, I've only been, I'd only been reading it for two days and I didn't try any of the techniques that, that he said, uh, in that okay. thing, but I did have a cold shower on the morning of jumping in the lake. Uh huh. Cause it, cause if I, cause if I fucked that up, then I wouldn't have stood a chance, uh, just, uh, doing that. But how long were um, you in that cold shower for? That cold shower? Well, I started... So one of the methods he said is you do like five days at 15 seconds, five days at 30 seconds, mm-hmm. um, five days at 45. You, you meant to like ramp it up. But like you, you, Yeah, sure. So I had a, had a shower and like I've got very thick hair. So to wash the like the, all of my hair, it takes a fucking long time. So I wasn't going to have a cold shower for all of that. Um, no, no, but, no. But yeah, it got to the end and like went, you know, stared at the tap for about... I don't know, longer than I had it on cold for. And then, yeah, just quickly shoved it to cold. Made the noises. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, and I think I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six. And then I got to 15 and I was like, I think I was counting too fast. I don't know how long as this. Uh, <laughs> and then just kind then of, you got out. then I got out. So yeah, it was a brief 
a brief time, but I had another one this morning um, as well. So my second cold shower as well, which was, yeah, 20 seconds, I think. So I'm gearing up, but mm -hmm. he, um, I haven't tried any of the breathing exercises yet. See, that's okay. So we should probably explain, right? The Wim Hof method is broken into three sections. The three pillars of, of the Wim Hof method. There is three pillars to the Wim Hof method. Um, cold exposure is one. Breathing is two. And what would you say number three is? I don't know, because he said there were three pillars and I didn't really yeah. read anything about a third pillar. <laughs> Okay, so, it's, so it's, it, it's either I've seen I've seen multiple things. I think the third pillar confuses it a bit because it, it's mainly pillar one is cold therapy or breathing. Pillar two is breathing or cold therapy. So cold therapy, breathing, and then <laughs> I don't know why I did. It's that. less of a third pillar, more of a like the thing that the pillars are holding up. In, in uh, and it's commitment or it's mindset. So he talks a little bit about kind of mindset. He talks a little bit about. Um, yeah, control, basically mindset, controlling your body through meditation, mm -hmm. through mindset. So that makes the three pillars up. Um, and it's supposed to have benefits in terms of autoimmune benefits, benefits for performance, health, um, mm -hmm. improve your general well-being and all these kind of things. And there's an element which I think is true is that we've become too um, conditioned to these nice con like environments that we live in. Mm -hmm. And he feels like by constantly being in these um these conditioned what's the word i'm looking for fake not fake environments like man-made yeah these artificial man, these man made yeah artificial that's the word i want these artificial environments that we've created we've lost our body's natural ability to be healthy to be happy to be strong um and the whole premise i guess if you talk about it the he basically says that we've become too acidic. So because we don't breathe properly, the blood level pH, the blood pH levels change, they become more acidic. So the whole idea behind his breathing exercises is that it's meant to change the pH levels. You're supposed to become more alkali and that's supposed to have benefits um, for a, a magnitude of reasons. Um, interestingly, one of the ones that I heard him talking about on a podcast, which he... So we, I'll talk a lot about the science if you want to go there. Um, yeah, because, one of the because I'd like I'd like to know what you've kind of looked into it because I've my takeaway from the this book week on this. Good, good, because I, I, I've looked into similar things and I found a lot of what he was talking about scientifically to be a bit vague um, and. I think a lot of what he says and like the outcomes of and the benefits are all very, very obvious and very, very clear, but I wasn't sure on some of his science um, and whether it made sense. Like at points he was talking about how uh, deep breathing allows oxygen to be absorbed deeper into cells, which doesn't make sense in my mind and how that would affect it. But, it might have been something else that he was alluding to and simplifying it to be understood a bit better, but I, it's one of those things that you never know. But yeah, so throughout it, he always talks about, he, he never says that you should ignore science. That's the thing as well. That's what I kind of, that's kind of what kept me won over was the fact that he's always like, we need to do this and we need to embrace it, not just because to say fuck you to science, but so we can 
do the science and we can do the research on it. And so he wasn't poo-pooing science, but he was saying like, let's get science more involved in what we're doing, which is cool. So um, that's yeah. why I fell in love with him. Because like you, you start reading it and you're like, okay, he's this hippy dippy cold man who's like, yeah, jump in the cold, <laughs> buy my book and everything's going to be great. And you get, as you, as you progress, you're like, this dude is into the science. You know, he's been tested so many times. He's got all of the journals uh, actually referenced in the back of his book. And mm-hmm. all, a lot of the studies that he, like he openly says, you know, test me, um, put me in these conditions, take my blood, see what's going on inside my brain, like to take brain scans and stuff like that. So that's what really won me over is I'm like, okay, this is, there's some method to his madness. It's not just like, you know, that book, The Secret, where it's just like, yeah, think positive things and the world will change. It's like, right, okay, brilliant. Like, wh- <laughs> where, where, where are you going with that? He, he's like, think yeah. positive things, immerse yourself in the cold and mm-hmm. let's back back it up with science. And I could, to be honest, mate, it's a shame we've only had a week to do it because I could have really dived deep and I haven't dived deep enough to be able to say, okay, this is really, um, like this is my opinion on all of the science because I just mm-hmm. haven't had the time to do the deep dive. But to, I think what you were talking about with the cells thing, just to, and this might be wrong, um, mm-hmm. is that he talks a lot about how we shallow breathe. Mm-hmm. So we don't take in enough oxygen during the day because we have this, we've now conditioned ourselves into this shallow breathing because we don't expose ourselves to the cold. Mm-hmm. We don't take those deep breaths and we don't push the blood around the body like we used to when we were because we don't need to anymore. We were, instead of breathing deeply and adjusting and, our, and letting our auto, um, letting ourselves adapt to the environment, we just put on a jacket or we just put on something warm. So you don't stress the body's systems as much. So I think what he's saying about getting into deeper cells is, is, he's, is he's trying to say, if we do these breathing exercises, mm. there's an excess of oxygen that means it's kind of taken up everywhere by the body rather than just to the core functionality that keeps us alive, I think. Mm. And we are by no means experts <laughs> to anybody. We are listening. by no means experts. No. Um, I wonder if everybody the- at home is paying attention to their breathing as much as I am right now. This is. Oh, mate, I've been obsessed <laughs> with my breathing for the last week. And I, I genuinely think, because if we talk about it, right, we talk about the cold showers. I've been doing the cold showers. Yeah. And I've been doing the breathing. I've been doing a lot. Um, and when I'm in the cold, the breathing helps like you would not believe like he 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 talks about how when you're in the cold you think about nothing you know your mind is focused you're not thinking about what you're having for tea you're not your mind's not wandering you are in the moment Mm. and you are like there and aware and fuck me is he right like (laughs) as soon as you switch that thing to cold and you go (gasps) you're thinking about nothing (laughs) else right and i'm right and i find by focusing on the breathing what i try to he he doesn't say this in the book but this is something that i've found works for me is that i start really deep and really fast and i'm like (sighs) 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 and what i try to focus on doing when i'm focusing on the breath is slow and 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 relax into the cold so try to be (sighs) (sighs) <sighs> mm. I, I naturally start fast Darth Vader then, that shit yeah I try to Darth Vader that shit yeah <laughs> Wim Hof Darth Vader that shit and and be by the end be really slow and I can do the two minutes and it goes quicker than you think it goes mm. it goes quicker than you think and okay. 
the, but the shock, the initial shock is always the same. That hasn't changed yet. <laughs> okay. I, I, don't, I don't step into it thinking, oh, this is warm and toasty. But I've programmed in my head. I'm like, I know I can get through this and I know it's going to be okay. And yeah. I just focus on that breath. And it's incredible that you can you can do it. And, and this is only a really small thing, but I obviously live in a shed at the bottom of the garden <laughs> and the shed has a little portable heater in it. And every morning since I've been coming down to do my yoga and my exercise, don't turn the heater on. I, I come in, I lie on the floor, I do the breaths, I adapt to the cold yeah. and then I, and I stay out here in the cold for the whole duration of that where I was here an hour and 20 minutes this morning and I was out in the cold. The only difference is I don't get the wind chill, but I've been able to do it and I've been yeah. able to, I feel better for it. That's awesome. That's I'm, cool. I'm, mate, I'm, I'm early doors, right? So I've not mm-hmm. even been doing this a week yet, but I'm already feeling like this is something. And Imagine your superpowers in like 30 days. You'll probably well, grow okay, a couple so, of inches as well. So um, let that, that kind of bre- brings us in quite nicely to the people that he trained. Did you read that study where they asked him to train people? The study? No. So, okay, so this is where the science really got me. When they start talking about his ability to control his autonomic nervous system, you know how they said that that, that's something that's never been controlled Mm -hmm. by consciously before, consciously. And um, it's it's, it's part of the nervous system that has impacts in the immune response. He He had the ability to be able to control that um due to his methods and they said okay um can, you know you are an anom- uh, uh, i always get that word wrong you're like a freak of nature basically yeah, yeah. is what they said an anomaly like you, you, anomaly that's the word i like <laughs> but i can't say <clears throat> an anomaly so he he so they said to him you know this is uh, okay you've proven that you can do it you know the science proves it fair play but can you uh, prove that it's possible in other human subjects? And he trained people to do it within 10 days, which I think is fascinating. So if I, do you want me to talk a little bit about the studies or do you just want me to give you a, like a surface level? Talk a little bit. Yeah. Well, how long is a little bit? <laughs> okay. So um, I'll give you a little snippet. So this is from the first study, which is on, see, I can't really get this reference. It's on site a, a place called Science Daily, but it's not his own website. It was a study that was done in 2011. Um, and it says, a well-functioning immune system protects us against viruses and bacteria. However, excessive activation of the immune system can cause tissue and organ damage. The immune system is in part controlled by the autonomic nervous system, a mm-hmm. system which cannot be deliberately influenced. So Professor Peter Pickers and PhD candidate Matthias Knox investigated the effects of the autonomic nervous system on the immune response. Pickers said, we administer an endotoxin. So they basically inject you with a virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dead cell component of bacteria into healthy volunteers. The immune system reacts to this as if real live bacteria has entered the body and it amounts an immune response characterized by the production of inflammatory mediators and flu-like symptoms. And this um, has... These uh, responses, these flu-like symptoms, appeared in over 240 subjects. What this study goes on to say is that they did it to 
Wim Hof and they injected him and he didn't get sick and he didn't have the mm. same response as the normal people because he was able to control what was going on internally. And they basically conclude that, um, yeah, the concentration and meditation techniques seem to work, but you can't compare it because it's only done in one human being. So they said to him, he said to them, okay, give me a study group and um, give me a study group and I'll, I'll make it happen. So they gave him, they got 24 people and they gave 12 people to Wim Hof and they allowed him to uh, teach his methods of breathing, meditation and the cold exposure for mm -hmm. 10 days. And they compared that to the, the 10 that um, didn't get the Wim Hof method. Mm -hmm. And then they injected everybody with the toxin and they had a look at the results. And the 10 people that he trained, uh, sorry, the 12 people that he trained after 10 days mm -hmm. had the same, they were able to produce the same results as he was after 10 days of his method. So, I mean- that yeah, I could I could read it all, but I've just given you the summary of it, um, and yeah. I could give you uh, mate, the uh, so the study is called voluntary activation of the sympathetic nervous system, um, and the innate immune response in humans. It was published on uh, in two thousand and fourteen um, in this is uh, it's the American Journal, uh, the National Library of Medicine, the US National Library of Medicine. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a real legit study and, and they break, I mean, I won't talk about it now, but they break, they, break, they break down exactly how this is happening within the blood and how these people are able to suppress this endotoxin um, mm. and prevent themselves ultimately from getting sick. Um, so the, I'll read you the final conclusion to, to the study. It's it, uh, the final line. It says, these results could have important implications for the treatment of conditions associated with excessive or persistent inflammation, such as autoimmune diseases. So that's like cancer. And yes. Arthritis. Diabetes, is it? Yes. Mental, mental health. Mm. Um, it, and, 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 and as I say, I've touched the surface of it, but just looking at these, um, these autoimmune studies, I just, it's just blown my mind because this is published literature. This isn't some Dutch nutter. Well, it is some Dutch Well, it is nutter, a Dutch nutter, but it's, it seems to be a supported, scientifically supported Dutch nutter. Yes. Um, which if I ever owned a boat, that's what I'm going to call it. Dutch nutter. <laughs> Um, but the, the thing that gets me is 10 days because you, you know, when you're like, you, 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 you would read a book and it would say, yeah, yo, yo, meditation or yoga, and you can achieve these amazing results, but it takes you six years of sitting on top of a mountain going home, wearing a little shawl. This guy's, this guy's turning it around in 10 days. Well, mate, you should ask, ask for a bigger shawl then don't just go for the little one, you know, this have is, a shawl that goes down is, to your toes. This is like the Lidl version of self-help. You know how Lidl's checkout staff whip you through at Lidl's and it's like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Wim Hof is like that. <clears throat> if he was a supermarket, Wim Hof would be Lidl's or Aldi because he's just this getting is, shit done. This is the German checkout person of, uh, of uh, meditation. This <laughs> 
Nice. Mate, it, it is mad. Like yeah. I say, I know, I've, I know I've probably rambled on a little bit too long, but what I'm basically trying to, the message that I'm basically trying to get across is this dude yeah. is scientifically backed. The other one as well was when they had him in the ice. Did you read about that? They had him in the ice and his core body temperature dropped. And then he managed to raise it by six degrees or something like six that. Six degrees. Yeah. Without moving. And he says that's just the mind. Being able to control his mind to raise his core body temperature. His mm. metabolic rate increased by 300% to create the heat. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, lo- I loved reading this book. And like, uh, b- before we move on, I, I also want to mention some of the Let's stuff. Let's not from move the- on. Let's talk about <laughs> him for the whole... <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, at the beginning, he says, of course, this is not... Uh, a complete alternative to medicine. This is meant to help you communicate properly and with your medical professionals and actually, um, you know, better yourself, but it's not a complete alternative. Um, And then he also, as we said before, he he ties it in biographically. And some of the things that have happened to him are, well, some, some are very, very sad, but some are just strangely entertaining. Like he speaks about the moment where, um, he met his wife and they were, they were on some like retreat and he, he saw her and then was like, Oh, she's nice. Then she disappeared and he was very upset. And when he was meditating on top of a hill, she came up behind him and started giving him a massage and he turned around and he was so emotionally invested that they just embraced. And I was there like, "Mm, cool. Well, that's, that's good for you mate like sure but I was I was imagining it and it was like yeah being one of the bystanders of that I'd be like they that's literally the first time they met okay cool don't know if it will work for me but yeah maybe if I go I'd, I'd, run, I'd run for the I'd be back in the ice at that point <laughs> take me back to the freezing cold <laughs> um, you, you're just yeah, sat there on no. a hill and someone starts giving you a massage what do you do you know Fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you playing at? <laughs> uh, uh, I turn around and it's just you like, oh, I was told to do something that scares me every day. <laughs> <laughs> so touching you is one of those things that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but but he is very like, when you, are, so I've, he's done two podcasts with Joe Rogan. He's done the great, he's done the, Oh, what's the school? The the school of greatness. Um, I've listened to like all the podcasts, and um, which is kind of why I've not done some of the other homework this week. But we'll get to that. Um, what you uh, not doing your homework? Ugh, that's never happened before. Anyway, podcast. Um, he is that kind of charismatic <laughs> hippie person that like he's like it's all about the love man and we're all in this together and it is very spiritual with him and he's very charismatic, but he is like what you was kind of getting across there with your story about him falling in love. He's all about that kind of like energy and vibes and (laughs) he's all about that. Um, so I can see him being into this. Yeah. Saw, saw her across the dance floor and he didn't have sex for like six months, did he? Couldn't seal the it deal was completely for ages. Pl- it was completely platonic until the point where suddenly it wasn't, and that was the moment. Who knows? And then she disappeared, and then she reappeared, and he jumped on some trains to France and stuff like that. 
It sounds like a Travis love story to me. If if one of us was going to be caught in that kind of love towel, it would be um, you for sure. Really? You think it would um, be me who'd be like, sorry, jumping on a jumping on a train to Paris because I got some bird pregnant? Like uh, me? You sure? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll at least I'd make str- it sound more charming. <laughs> we'll the, the, only, the, only, the only thing I've got in my defence is I'd struggle to book the train. Like I wouldn't... <laughs> Travis, I need to get to Paris. Can you help me? So does the, um, does the train go through the water? Or does it... Where do-, <laughs> do I need my goggles? Like I'm sat there with my snorkel and mask on. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the Euro tunnel. <laughs> on the Euro star. <laughs> <laughs> got flippers got flippers and a briefcase like God. waddling along I can't um, wait till they make a movie out of you <laughs> what was uh, so one thing I will say just while it's in my mind is last week we spoke about him like one of his achievements going up Everest I don't know if we said he summited it or not but he actually didn't no um, he got so he, two so meters two thousand meters two thousand try seven thousand two hundred meters oh I knew there was a two in there <laughs> 7,200 or 24,000 feet. Right. Um, Everest, for those of you who don't know, is 8,849 meters. He made it to 7,000, so he did pretty well. Um, he also did Kilimanjaro in his shorts, nothing else, shorts and shoes. Yeah, and he did K2. 31 hours. Yeah. He's done quite Do a lot. you know the one that got me is the swimming under the ice for 66 meters? That's bananas. <laughs> Easy. It's cool you'll be doing that. Froze. You'll be doing that ne- next week. Yeah, mate. When you see me skin next winter, I'll be in my pants, mate. I'll come whizzing past on a red one and just me, just be well, tighty whities. If we do this, if we do this, <laughs> sorry, tighty whities made me laugh. <laughs> Did you just laugh at your own? Yeah, yeah, just laughing um, at tighty whities, laughing at yourself. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So yeah. so one year of this, and when we go skiing next, you'll be um, you won't complain about the cold, and I won't get ill. There we go. Done. Do, check it. Check in with me in like three weeks' time, though, because like I say, I'm a week into this. You know, I had to start really. Do you know what I did? I'll tell you what I did to start with, right? Because I wasn't like couldn't suck myself up for um, the cold shower. I mean, mm-hmm. a few days of just dunking my face in cold, cold water. <laughs> this is like, I'll, I'll, start with, I'll start with this, fill a sink up with cold water, stick, stick my face in that, see how I get on. Um, I'm just imagining you like coming with me to, to, to that lake and your first time and you, you just dip your toe in and go, Whoa! wild and then go back to the car <laughs> <laughs> go back to the car put my snorkel and mask back on there. we're going to um, french <laughs> we're go- on your way we're mr tickle <laughs> so uh <laughs> um nice so i would i would definitely say to everybody read this i think the dude's check it out. something definitely definitely check 100%. it out yeah uh check it out take a look at it and uh if you want to talk science text me Oh seven five four oh seven oh six three one two. Did you just give your number out? No, I didn't. <laughs> Did you give someone else's last... number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I changed the last digit on it. Just the last oh. digit, so the people only have to try like nine numbers oh, to get I your number. Have said that, <laughs> you tit. <laughs> oh my god! I was halfway. Fan to mail. Me. Fan mail. <laughs> send, just send it um, over to Luke. Mate, no one's going to text me. If they do, it'd be nice. I'd like quite fancy, you know, somebody texted me. Aww. It's been a while. Yeah. Are you not satisfied with me? 
Jeez. No, no, I'm more than happy with you, to be fair. It takes up a lot of my time. So, um, Wow, well, you didn't dedicate enough time to the homework. So you're going to tell me what homework you didn't do or what? Uh, I haven't done Jonathan. John Mayer. I haven't done Jonathan. I haven't and, done John Mayer. <clears throat> and I'll message you afterwards. This is... Mm-hmm. These... The two pieces of homework that you have haven't fully completed have both been from the same person <laughs> both uh, the recommendations yes. from the same person yes um <laughs> would you like to issue a small small apology to that person no or? because that person doesn't listen so fuck them <laughs> um <laughs> i can't no. i'll send it to them right. directly just i was gonna say unless you <laughs> dob me in i'm gonna get away with it, it. again um <laughs> pardon what'd you say again <laughs> um so so in my defense the first recommendation that said person provided was great a load of crap. but you couldn't handle a load it of crap. <laughs> no, it just wasn't wasn't a great recommendation so i gave up this one mm-hmm. i imagine i would like it but wim hof wim hof <laughs> Like the Iceman just got in the way this week. Every time it was like, should I listen to this two hour album or should I listen to Wim Hof on another podcast for two hours? I voted the, the, the council in my head voted Wim Hof. Your council's rubbish. <laughs> I, Your in, council needs my- reelecting Luke. In my defense, you already knew this album inside mm-hmm. and out we've had three bits of homework to do you already knew the album so that was tick i still listened to it like five times five times it's a great album I, i'm not saying it's not <laughs> i'm not saying it's not i'm not saying ooh, it's not a good album ooh, um ooh. i like a john mayer and i like a lot of his stuff and and we can probably talk about the album and if you want to i can kind of fluff my way around it a bit um as much as i do like you're in a fluster and not sure not what you're doing i think it's actually more entertaining when you've uh, done all the homework and you've been very invested so i'm probably going to suggest that we uh we, we delay that to next week then oh he's let me off he's let me <laughs> off he's let me off. well we've talked about he's this before like the our, our podcast being absolute tripe and we're just trying to raise the quality of tripe you know as much as we can uh, and so if that means actually doing the homework luke then i guess we've got to do that <laughs> So talking about quality, head mm-hmm. of quality control rang me today. He's back from his Christmas holidays. Um, he's, he's back on time. Team. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. We, we were in the middle of nowhere without him. <laughs> I, I picked up the phone and he was like, uh, I was like, hello mate. And he was like, hello. He was like, it's all gone downhill since I've left. He was like, there's been no structure. There's been no organization. I was like, well, who do you think's to blame? He, he said, I've just done the Nick Troutman episode. He was like, he seems really cool. Like he was like, that's good. He's like, I'm halfway through this Christmas special. He was like, it's just absolute like madness. This. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, keep listening. Cause I'm sure at some point you get abused and um, you don't win employee of the month. And he was like, oh. <laughs> he was like, as if I'm bothered, as if I'm going to win employee of the month anyway. I was like, well, maybe if you turned up now. 
So he's back on our case now. So well, let's just say it's never going to be me or you that win employee of the month. It's literally between head of marketing and head of quality control. And he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> he had the mic dog. <laughs> Not uh, to downplay head of marketing for, for, for their, you know, achievement, uh, but like... Uh, what, what is, sorry, what is head of marketing's... Oh, right, yeah, I know what head of marketing's <laughs> achievement is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, what does head of marketing actually do? But um, they have marketed the podcast quite significantly. That's true. Yeah, and again, so, if anybody wants to apply to work at Travis Pepper Productions, then uh, you can join all four employees. We have some openings, uh, yeah, we which do. we've yet to make up. What uh, would you What would you hire for next if you were going to hire for catering the podcast? Catering. Hmm. Mm. That would be good. Catering, or, catering would be good. Or I'm just trying to think of what I need. Sign language with, interpreter with with, ca- with catering. Would they go and get my shopping for me? Um, I'm not sure, but if you did that, I think Wim Hof would be disappointed in you. Mm. You're indulging in the luxuries that you shouldn't be. You should be yeah. hunting that deer yourself. Okay. Let's get let, oh, talk man. to Adam. Do you think? Do you think he would come on the podcast, Wim? Yeah, I'd no. I'd love. I do. You know what? We're too I mainstream would, for him. I would. <laughs> I would replace you with Wim in a heartbeat. In a whim, big time. Ah. Yeah. In a whim and in a hoff. Uh, in a whim, you'd be hoff. <laughs> in a whim, oh you'd be hoff. He shouldn't be laughing this long, <laughs> but he is. <laughs> oh, God. A, that's brilliant. In a whim, you'd be Hoff. Oh, dear. Yeah. Did you not find that a little bit funny? Your reaction was funnier than the actual <laughs> joke. <laughs> but now you've, given, now, you've given, uh, now you've given our listeners a taste of uh, the kind of screenplays that you make, so... The quality so um we're pushing the album we're doing the film or we pushing the film as well why would we push the film i don't know have you not done the film a... no 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 i've done the film okay good. i've done the film all right we I've can do the, the film. let's do the film i'm interested God. to obviously kind of let you take the lead on this anyway seeing as this was recommended with you in mind um so basically i can get away with saying what i want about it and uh is, is, this no, gonna, is this going to be another no, 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 episode no, 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 no. of me explaining a movie to you? Uh, do you know what? I have written down in my notes that yes, I, I, it's good. <laughs> 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 it's one of the first things I wrote that I need to kind of, the reason being, right? I, I don't know about you, but like I got on my high horse about this film because it was one of these films where it's like interdimensional and it's all like, oh, everything's changing. Um, I was trying to be really smart and figure it all out. And I was giving myself points for like, if I figured out some of the storyline, <laughs> I was like, if I figured something out, I was like, point, point. And I figured a few things out. Um, I didn't figure out the the grand finale and I still don't know if I understand it. Um, okay. Well, this is a difficult thing about this movie because all of the movies that we've spoken about before, they haven't had as many twists or things that you needed to work out as this movie. So when we've talked about the plot of the movies, any of our listeners could go and watch said movie and still enjoy it, I think. 
stuff mm. like Captain Fantastic, Peanut Bucket Falcon, Whiplash, um, The Gentleman. You can all, you can enjoy those. Grand Budapest um, Hotel. Exactly. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw in, you know, the one movie that you've recommended that got in as well. Um, Yay. <laughs> but this one, if we talk about it, mm. there's no real point in watching it. Because I didn't, I didn't watch any trailers. So I hope I watched the... Oh, I'm assuming based on what you've said, we've watched the right thing. Um, and throughout all of it, I was there piecing it together. So I was there watching it, trying to work out what was going on. Very interested to see what happened next, how it all connected. But yeah, I don't know how we can really talk about this without actually just not people not having the experience. I guess we just got to hope that they've watched it since the last episode where we said we were going to watch it. So what you say and that we, we we're in the episode here then? No, be- no, no, because we we recommended it on the last one, but I guess it's right. spoilers, guys. So and if and if you if you don't want the spoilers, uh, this is the end of the episode. I guess. Yeah, switch off now. Yeah, but um, but yeah. Anyway, it will spoil it if we talk about it. It's. I get what you're saying. You can't not spoil this. You can't even. You can't even tiptoe around it because the whole no, plot is not based at all. on. So yeah, it's the whole it's, plot is based on what's going on. It's an Australian place. film, um, and it's uh, it came out uh, six years ago, and it was based off a book, based off a like a short story from uh, the 1950s that won um, won some awards, um, and it's a movie that's called Predestination. And if people know what that means, they'll know of the predestination paradox. And so the idea of a predestination uh, paradox is that it's a concept of time travel where the outcome in, outcome is predetermined based on the interactions of what will happen because of time travel. For example, if you have a snooker ball and you knock it into a little portal and then it goes back in time, it comes out of portal and knocks the ball into the it, the old version of itself back into the portal. It will keep doing that. And by going back in time, it causes the things to happen. And by doing the time travel, it becomes like this loop. And that's called uh, a predestination paradox, also known as a, um, a casual loop, um, which is the, what, uh, the main name that they give to this potential time travel phenomenon and it kind of the first half of the movie is the conversation in the pub um which is gives you all the backstory about uh, one of the characters in this movie um which is all very very interesting and it kept me hooked after this little introductory scene um and eventually the um the agent says to uh this other character called uh, the unmarried mother, um, come with me and we're going to deal with I your problems. I thought his name was John. Yeah, you find that out. Um, and from the, uh, but the, what is it called? The alias of the person uh, of, oh, of right, John okay. is, uh, is the unmarried, the unmarried mother, mother, which is, yeah, uh, okay. which is quite cool. Um, and so I guess now's the point where we're really going to talk about the, some spoilers, but eventually... What happens is um, John, the unmarried mother, goes with the agent um, after telling him this story about um, the the whole of his life and uh, he was wronged by someone 
the agent takes him back in time so that he can kill the person that wronged him. But turns out that he was the person that wronged himself back in the past. Um, based yeah, that's on how the bit I guessed. <clears throat> yeah. And so... I guessed that. It, yeah. And then you got to see how it unfold and ho- how all the characters are related. And the idea being that... So the agent works for this kind of like time police kind of thing. They go back in time, stop huge events happening. That's and what I'd call them if I was in charge. Time, time police. police. <laughs> <laughs> like pet patrol or something like that. <laughs> time oh. police. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so he, so this time police thing, they, they're trying to solve them. Fizzle bomber. Fizzle bomber. Yeah. yeah they're the trying to catch bomb. the fizzle bomber. Yeah. He's, he's blowing up stuff in New York and killing people. And then it's trying getting to get gradually worse inside. and worse and worse. Um, so he's about to kill. They know he's about to kill 10,000 people. Yeah. In his next attack and they're trying to stop him before he Yeah. He Wim Hoffs everyone. <laughs> I don't think Wim Hof wants to be associated with uh, a crime, yeah. personally. Take, yeah. that. Take that back. <laughs> um Yeah, and so so he, you find out that this is his assignment, he's he's just come back and then yeah, you get the job to it, yeah. He goes back and interacts with someone who was going to be related in some way to the fizzle bomber and that is the uh the unmarried the unmarried mother john as we find out and uh yeah i, I loved the film i loved the twists um i was really engaged throughout the entire thing and um i'd say the like the conclusion the ending is one of those where it's kind of left up to interpretation so you don't really know whether it happens, what happens, or whether there's like a self-fulfilling That's prophecy, true. That's um, true. which is kind of cool in a way. Um, yep. Though it was, it was kind of a bit. Um, what's it called? It wasn't as grand as I thought it would be because I kind of worked out um, the relationship between the agent and um, John before Did you? it happened. Yeah, because I kind of saw. Um, I recognize John in one of the other scenes and like the, which scene did you recognize him in? Um, when his face was blown up, actually, it was the eyes. I was like, I I looked at it and when I was like, from that. Yeah. And I kind of, and also based on the fact that the, the movie was kind of filling in these characters that we never see the face of with characters that we've already seen before. John, for example, um, Mm -hmm. turning out to be the person who wronged himself. Um, And so then when I basically got worked that out, every time I remembered like a character that we hadn't seen before, I just filled it in with another character Uh. that we'd already seen before. And, you know, if it didn't make sense, I just filled it in with another character until it made sense. So that was cool. And that was, I don't know, kind of give you an activity as well it's not just a movie it's a it's a little yeah. like it's like sitting at home whilst you're watching countdown and guessing the letters quicker than it's a someone bit like else the murder mystery that we did the other yeah. week you're trying to guess who's done it aren't you it is exactly. a little bit like murder mystery in that sense it is it's kind of like it's it, it is a sci-fi film but it's also like you say it's more like an existential detective thing or, or an existential murder mystery in a way which is uh which is cool which is really really interesting so like I've explained 
my interpretation of it. <laughs> You've already said that you needed some explaining, but yeah, uh, how did you find it? Uh, what was what was going through your head? You seem proud of yourself for a lot of it as well. For one, well, I I figured out I figured out who took Jane Jane's baby. I'd, I'd, I'd sussed that. I just, I just had a feeling, but like where you're like figuring out, oh yeah, I've not seen this face. So that must be a character we know. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of guessing and I just struck lucky a couple of times. <laughs> you know, it's one, <clears throat> right. it's one of those films where it's one of those films where, you know, there's twists and turns. So you're just trying to figure it all out, aren't you? You know, it's going to like pop left and it's going to pop right and it's going to come mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. on itself and do a Yui and all the rest of it. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of uh, it was it was an hour and a half, so it's palatable. Um, <laughs> it bits it, in your attention span. Yeah, it yeah. kind of it was. It didn't drag on. It's shorter than the album that we were supposed to do this week, which I've now still got to do. Um, and I did quite enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I I'm somebody that likes. Okay, my problem with it is I'm somebody that likes black and white. So <laughs> I like yes or I like no. <laughs> or I like, you know, one or I like two. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I struggle with is like psychology, for example, where it's like, oh, we've got all these different theories, but everyone's different. So, you know, think something colourful and, and, and make something up. I don't understand that as well. And I found that that's what this film was a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. Because like you say, you get to the end and it's like you've now got to fill in your own conclusion. So I don't know what happens and and that kind of got me a little bit mm-hmm. and um i speak to somebody else that's seen the film and i was like uh, the person that recommended it actually i then i then reached out to and was like i don't get i don't get it i don't <laughs> all right get so, what's- so you reached out for for a pre-explanation before before making me explain it yeah well but the, the person that recommended it didn't explain this whole pre-destination paradox thing mm-hmm. um so that helps me understand the film more, knowing mm-hmm. what that is. Um, but like, I've already recommended it to somebody. Like, I did say, "Oh, you should watch it." Um, to to somebody because I know that person will like this type of film. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I tell you what, if you're somebody that likes to think they're really smart, you know, one of the, you know those people that like. Oh, to you're think doing one really, of these, aren't they? Aren't you? What do you mean? I didn't get it, so I'm going to bully the smart people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't understand it, so it's it's not my fault. You're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Go and play with your war hammers. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've, uh, you've nailed that. <laughs> you've absolutely you've absolutely nailed it i like to go play with your warhammers you're getting, good at, you're getting good at my noises now as well i must say it's because whenever i edit the podcast i'm just listening to your noises as we go through it's, i have to a do like a, a, a little luke soundboard you won't you won't have to do anything you won't have to react i could just hit the button and it would get one of your noises i tell you what i tell you what tickled me way more than it should the wim hof thing oh god <laughs> I was I was incredibly entertained by that. Um, so yeah, I I would say it was enjoyable. I would say you you've got to pay attention. Uh, it's not an easy watch. Like don't mm-hmm. it's not that it's not the Sunday afternoon hangover, happy go lucky, the peanut butter falcon type film. Of um, course, it's not it's not gruesome and and gory. It's like yeah, it makes you think, and you've got to try and figure stuff out. And I mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was one of the best films, 
But it's definitely a good film. Yeah. It's definitely a good film. Yeah, I'd and say I didn't, know any, I didn't know any actors in it or actresses in it. Or you didn't know the main guy? No, I didn't know anybody in it. Uh, no. well, oh, I've got, I got it up. Where is it? And by the way, you Ethan spoke Hawk. about it very elegantly without giving away too much, I think. I think you did yeah, a good I, job. Yeah, there. I think people could still enjoy it. Potentially. Yeah, I, think, I think so. I think you've done a good job. Thank you very much. Um, so anyway, it ends with... A- <laughs> <laughs> so the grand finale is... Well, you don't know what the grand finale is because you've got to make it up yeah. as you go along. I would say as, as, as far as it... As far as these kind of movies where you've got to kind of work out what the paradox is and it kind of... Inst- it's difficult for movies like this because you're inventing science. You're inventing science that doesn't exist. Like you, you, you can't time travel. And it's the same as like films like Inception. You, you can't go into people's dreams with technology as we know it. Um, so you've got to make some, some, uh, some science up. Now, that's all right. But in order to do a good film, you need to stick to it. And if you're going to make some rules, you need to stick to those rules. And I'd say with films like Inception... Yep. It's a little bit more ambiguous. If you, when you try and read into it, it's a little bit more ambiguous. And there are movies out there that overcomplicate things. There are also movies that have done it just as well, but are more complicated. So Predestination is, a, I'd say, a little bit below that, as in it doesn't overcomplicate things and it sticks to its rules without... So even the bits where you think, oh, is that breaking the rules? could that actually happen? You think, well, they never said that it couldn't. So um, yeah, that could work from some other way. And yeah, so I'd say it's, it, if, if you, even if you don't like those kind of films as in like watch them passionately, this one can still be enjoyed if you're up for like a bit of the brain teaser movie, as we said, like the yeah. mastermind kind of style the, of things. The one so. thing I couldn't get my head around is who, where, where did it start? Does that That's make sense? the thing. It's a paradox. Right. So you don't know where it started. Well, it's in the sense that so, uh, it starts from the earliest time. Mm-hmm. And, but obviously time is relative. So when you, it, the start of the event is not necessarily the start of the event for someone else because that person's been born in the future or someone's come back from the future to start the event. And so that's why it's a paradox because a paradox can't exist. A paradox can't can't exist at all. And I think one of the themes of the film from the time police point of view is that they they deliberately created this paradox so that it, it can exist on its own. They can learn from it with no collateral damage because it exists on its own. It's not going to affect anything else going on in the time stuff. So I think time continuum, the super duper timey, whammy, uh, chief, chief time officer. Um, that could be our next, that could be our next opening at the Travis pepper podcasts. If you want to be a chief, chief time officer. Yeah, true. Send us your, uh, if we Seems screw up on the podcast, CV. you have to come back in time and tell us to hurry up and, and get on with it. <laughs> get on with it. Just appears. So Chief time officer is like, uh, Travis, uh, wrap it up now. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Luke, we're moving on. Uh, spoke spoke um, too much about Wim. So we did speak a lot about Wim this week. Um, That's right. 
Yeah, that's the one thing I was going to say because one character says to another character, or they have a conversation during the film where they're like, oh, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And then at the end of the film, I was like, oh, that's why they've put that in there because yeah. you don't you don't know what came first in this paradox. It's yeah. tough. Does that make sense? Yeah, there are also other quotes in the film which I I made a note of, but I don't know what I did with the notes, um, which are little references to what the characters say and how it actually applies. So yeah, the chicken and the egg was the first one of those. And then the answer was like, the rooster came first. Yes. And then it was like, um, and so I think in that sense, the the paradox is the chicken and the egg and the time police that created it is the rooster in that kind of metaphorical sense. Which is farmyard cool. metaphor. There we go, go everybody. Farmyard, farmyard metaphors. Um, <laughs> Next kids' book we do is a, is going to be a farmyard book uh, <laughs> about just, what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. Let's get the, let's get the Mister Tickle, Mister Kim Jonun, up and you know make him make, make him big money dollar again and then, dollar and then we'll move forward. Um, Awesome. What are we doing next week? Do we need homework? Do we need we a need, new book? We need do we homework. need to get the book spinner out? We for need the, the book first spinner. Time? Um, I messaged you about another one that we we can do as well. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll look at the length of the uh, <laughs> the book when the it book gets picked. Um, but we've got right. John Mayer, "Where the Light Is," live in LA uh, as the album, which uh, we pushed back another week. Apologies for that. Um, and also, I've had a recommendation come to me, which is a documentary called "Under the Soil," which is on Amazon. And under it, the soil. Uh, yes, under it's a, the soil. I'm pretty sure it's a musical. Um. <laughs> down where the worms are, down where the mud is, under the soil. Up on the grass, they work all day. Cutting the hedge, they slave away. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> down where the roots are. <laughs> down where, I don't know. Check out under this documentary. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's called Under the Soil. And do it, they need somebody to do the theme tune for it? No. I, I, can, I think I can say that. It's already out anyway. Okay. But... Um, it's it's under the soil. It's a look at the mental health in uh, British agico- ag- agriculture, and uh, talks about the struggles of mental health and for some suicide. So we're going to take a look at this documentary for next week. Give it a nice one and the book. You ready? I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I've got it all. This is the first time this season I've had it all in place as well. This is the yeah, first time. Yeah, because the first time you didn't have it set up properly, did you? <laughs> and then I'd started reading Wim Hof. So yeah, and then so, wait, then you put your spin, own spin, recommendation spin, in. Spin, spin, and spin, when you put your spin, own spin, recommendation spin, in, spin, you then spin, didn't do the homework spin, for something spin, else. Spinning, spinning, slow and 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 blackout. Not got a clue. Have we looked? Have we? Have we? Have we ref? Have we, um, no, no, I just have we quality check this. I didn't do blackout, blackout book. This is not, this is like when I've read it when I thought I put a, a book in Habib six or whatever and it was somebody's autocorrect. Ooh. Ha 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 ha. This looks cool. Is it, is it, is it going to be something I'm going to like? Probably not. It's German originally. What tomorrow will be too late is a disaster thriller book. That one. <laughs> if we can go back and look at who recommended it, we could probably work oh my out. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many choices. Blackout. How Black America can make its second escape. 
blackout. The, uh, mate, there's so many blackout films. <laughs> Not uh, films, films, books. books. Blackout, the, the, the addictive one, the one international best-selling is, disaster thriller. I think it's that one, Mark Ellsberg. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll check it. And then... Uh, oh, Christ. We'll, we'll, Mark Ellsberg, I've got that one. Yeah, that's the one I've it's got, got. It's got 9,000 ratings. Oh, this looks like a load of tripe. Oh, one don't night, be pathetic. the lights go out across Europe. The electrical grids collapse on an epic scale and unleash a devastating chaos in total blackouts and the lights go off. Basically, it's a trip to B&Q to get a fucking new light bulb. <laughs> unbeknownst to the general population, nuclear reactors are starting to overheat when a former hacker and activist who knows a thing or two about infiltrating networks starts investigating the cause of this disaster. Dan, dan, dan. <laughs> oh, I'm itching to read it. I can tell. I how can many, tell. How many how many pages is it? If it's if it's more than two hundred, I'm kicking off. All of our books have been over two hundred, Luke. All of oh. them. I thought you said three hundred and fifty. Oh, three hundred and twenty pages. Three hundred twenty pages. Right Don't be pathetic. See you next week. Feel the fear of books and do it anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read it in the cold showers when I'm Wim Hof in this week. Well, I would have read the book, but the pages got wet and uh, yeah, <laughs> couldn't read it after that. Sorry, Travis. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be the first time I dropped the Kindle in the bath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So this is going to be a case of... Uh, uh, this is going to be like screamo music again, isn't it? <laughs> you, you saying what you think about it and me defending it. Actually, it could be crap. We could both hate it. Never mind. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go in with an open mind and try my best. You say that, but I'm starting to doubt it. We'll see how this book goes. You come across as an open mind, but I start to doubt it. Especially your reaction to people who play Warhammers. Exactly. What are you bringing up Warhammers for again? I'm just saying the open-mindedness might not be as open-minded as, I, as we I previously can't be thought. Paint, I can't be painting little bits. I can't be doing that. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> Unless it's your willy. Yeah. <laughs> <to be fair. laughs> no, anyway. no, not even that, because Chloe painted that. So I didn't even paint that. Um, you just uh, fought with it. Not- <laughs> Do you not find it fiddly? I just find it fiddly. I find it fiddly. To, they're so small, those little sculptures, aren't they? I don't know how you do it. Oh, the sculptures. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, fair That's enough. Warhammers, isn't it? I'm talking about the yeah. right thing. Yeah, could have been talking about your willy, though. I just... mm. Couldn't have had the a difference. The, di- the difference with that. The difference with that is you can paint it all one colour, so it's easy. Whereas the little figurines you do for Warhammers, they're like gold and blue and silver and stuff. Yeah, if you, you don't put any effort in, but if you want a gold, silver, textured, contoured willy, then like put the effort in, Luke. <laughs> don't just, I never thought I'd talk about Don't just contouring. wave your little smurf around and just like <laughs> be happy with that. Put the effort in. Might be able to win some awards or oh something, aren't they? Oh, God. Don't just wave your little you smurf around. You... <laughs> Terrible in art GCSE. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> so for next week, well, well, probably not by next week for the book, but uh, we've got Blackout by Mark Ellsberg on the go. We're going to be doing John Mayer Where the Light Is uh, live in LA and Under the Soil 
Under the soil, under the soil. Quick question before we finish. Can we start something on, on the Travis Pepper podcast where if somebody recommends something and we think it's crap, they have to refund us the money we spend on it. <laughs> so if I spend like a tenner on this book and I think it's a load of tripe, can I send them a receipt and say, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, you owe Travis. <laughs> Tell you what, we can send, we can send them uh, um we can send them a voucher saying you owe Travis Pepper podcast, Travis Pepper Bedsring and Moron one good recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> one new yeah, book. Okay. We'll do that. We'll do that. And um, by the way, just quickly, we've rattled on for an hour and a half and we've done two things. Chief of Quality Control. I know exactly what he's going to say. He'll ring me up and he's be like, oh, you two just talk shit for an hour and a half because you've only got two things done. Well, that's oh, the well. podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> Till next week. <laughs> so long, brother. So long. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening. Because you've made it until the end, I'd like to think that you've enjoyed yourself. If you did, or even if you didn't, then uh, just leave us a review and follow us on Instagram at Mentoring a Moron Podcast, where you can get in touch, send us recommendations, and see how we're getting on with our challenges. See you next week.